Hello, and welcome back to the Texan Abroad. I'm Bill McMaines, and today we're going to continue our discussion uh, throughout November of different health topics. Today, we're going to be talking about the personalization of health and personalized health uh, and well-being. First, I wanted to thank you all for listening, the comments and the tips and the topic suggestions and the request to come on. And after this month, I hope to get to a lot of them. Uh, please keep it coming. Don't forget to subscribe to us, to rate us and review us. The more feedback that I get, the more that I am uh, going to do. So let's get to it. Uh, first question, uh, what is personalized health? Well, when I say personalized health, what I, what I mean is normally when we look at health tips, health advice, uh, we think about exercise or running or diets or anything. We think about it pretty broadly. Um, we seem to look as, at everyone as the same, genetically, uh, physically, even mentally, that something that worked for one person is going to work for me, right? Um, actually, that's entirely untrue, in my opinion. Uh, of course, uh, I'm not a doctor. There's not a lot of medical science behind some of the things I may say, but uh, I'll get into how I've come to these opinions and why they kind of make sense to me in just a little bit. What I think we need to talk about when we talk about our bodies and even our psychology is think about it in, in a unique way, that your body itself has gone through a very specific set of circumstances um, from the things that you ate and did when you were young, the different things you were exposed to, even the different trainings that you've done as a child, as an adult, anything else. Your body is a very unique thing. And you have to think about it in that kind of way. That's not to say that general rules don't apply or uh, the general guidelines shouldn't be followed. Not at all. Uh, I understand why there are organizations, incredible organizations um, and people that recommend certain things. Drink this much water, do these many steps, run this much, do this much, uh, you know, exercise, this much cardio, whatever. I understand that Everyone is going off of what they believe is right, whether it's from the science or from their own experience. Um, what I think people need to keep in mind, however, is that what works for them may or may not work for you. Um, and that's an important point, which leads us to the question why I, number two, which is why I think this idea is so important. All of us have different gen genetics. We react, our bodies react differently to different things. Um, and I think that's pretty obvious. I think everyone kind of knows that. It's not rocket science uh, to say that out loud. Um, but we live in a society kind of of fads and of followers. So you're talking about things that become popular really quickly and then die down. And then something else becomes popular and it dies down. We see what others are doing. We see their stories of success and we really want to replicate and share it. Um, we see what that person has or has achieved and we want to do that same thing. But I think what it's important to understand in life in general, but also specifically with health, is that what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for others. Um, that's not to say that it won't. It's just to say that you're not guaranteed the same success that someone else has just by following a similar routine or a similar diet. Um, I also want to emphasize that in that same notion, most people don't share the failures, right? For every story of success that you see, for everything that you hear positive about one fad or or kind of a trendy thing that you're doing, 
there are probably thousands, maybe millions of people out there who tried it with uh, relatively little success, but they're not going to post that. They're not going to share that information usually. And if they do share it, it's going to be a lot harder to find because people aren't going to cling to that. Instead, we cling to those stories of success, which, again, I think is is fine and I think it's good. But it's important to understand that you need to personalize your own health goals so that you keep getting better. Right. Um, essentially, set your own bar. What works for you? It's just that simple. Yeah. So where did I get this idea from? Uh, it's not from reading any particular medical journal um, or talking to any doctors. The main thing uh, that I would say I got it from is first is critical thinking. I try to use that approach in most things that I do. Um, think about things from the standpoint of uh, being in favor and opposed to it. Look at both sides and try to understand the flaws uh, and the positives of any idea. Um, well, having traveled a lot, lived in different places, looking at how the locals react to local cuisine, maybe it's too spicy, maybe the water is a little bit dirtier and things like that. You can see that people who are used to or accustomed to drinking a particular thing or eating a particular thing, their body reacts entirely differently than the body of someone who's never had that thing before. I've seen that firsthand. I've actually had that happen to me firsthand. Having grown up in South Texas, you know, um, I've eaten probably a lot of things that were either spicier or even a little bit dirtier because of trips to, um, you know, smaller border towns or even into Mexico. Um, just street food, which I absolutely love, and it's really delicious. But because of having done that, I know that some of my other friends uh, who didn't have that kind of experience when they were younger didn't, in my opinion, kind of build up some bacteria uh, that makes you accustomed to it. They, their stomachs, their insides, their body reacts differently to certain things. Yeah? It's a lot like a tolerance. If you think, think about all of your friends who drink alcohol and someone, some small guy who can drink and extraordinarily large amount of alcohol with relatively little effect. It's because you can build up a tolerance to, for different things. Actually, they talk about that a lot in exercise, which is why you should kind of try and change your workout routines from time to time because your muscles and your body develop a tolerance for things. That's the same idea, just kind of a critical thinking aspect of health. Um, another way, another thing that came to mind or kind of caused me to think about personalized health a lot was um, a American billionaire named Mark Cuban. I read an article about him maybe five years ago, and he's doing an interesting thing. And what he's doing is uh, every so often he's getting a lot of blood work done so that he can actually establish his own healthy baselines. Um, he's having doctors measure different things like cholesterol um, and other aspects of his body so that he can develop his own normal healthy baselines. Um, if you start thinking about it, imagine most people say there's a low level and a high level for different things. So again, cholesterol or, um, you know, your active heart rate, your resting heart rate, all of these different things. You should have uh, this particular level, but no higher than this particular level. But imagine that your level is actually maybe a little bit low or a little bit high. Um, if your healthy rate is a little bit lower or a little bit higher, then perhaps um, you, your doctor, while measuring it, may create a symptom where there isn't one, or a spike may not be registered 
because it spikes into the zone, which is actually a healthy range. Yeah. It's a really interesting idea, and actually the article I read about it was criticizing Cuban Ford. It was written by a doctor who didn't want people to start getting tested so frequently. But I think he didn't quite understand the concept that Mark was trying to do, and that was that he was trying to understand his natural uh, baselines as opposed to what doctors typically recommend for the average person of an average weight and height, um, that kind of thing. Um, so do I need the fourth question I have here? Do I need help of any professionals to do this? Uh, you know, look, of course, it's always better if you have uh, someone who has an expert uh, level of knowledge or any level of knowledge, really, when you're trying to go about doing something that goes from learning a language to, you know, exercising to, uh, of course, more detailed health analysis when it comes to blood work and whatever. Um, but sadly, we're not all Mark Cuban, and it's not in the cards for most of us. Um, the great thing is there's a lot of good information out there. I mean, I was talking to a student this week who said uh, that he learned a lot of uh, his hard skills with related to kind of editing and changing videos and uh, photography and other things all by watching YouTube clips. And his comment to me was, uh, look, you can learn almost anything from YouTube. It's he even called YouTube just a learning platform. And while that might be going a stretch too far, I definitely agree with him that there's there's lots of different resources out there that you can use. Um, of course, if you have access to professionals, whether it's, uh, you know, a coach, a gym coach um, or a nutritionist or something else, or even talking to your uh, local physician, of course, that's great. But um, do whatever it is that you have to to understand a little bit more about your body and what might work for you. Uh, so what parts of it can be personalized? Um, well, the great thing about personalization is that's just it. Everything can be personalized. Uh, some of the main parts, right, your diet, your body's going to react differently to different things. Um, so you also might enjoy different things. You might enjoy eating certain foods that you really don't want to give up. Now, maybe you can't eat them all the time because then they're not particularly healthy. But you know what? It's again, it's your body. Your body is going to know exactly how it's going to react to certain things and and how it won't for others. But think about the things that you want to keep in your diet, the things that you are okay with giving up, and start trying to build around those. Yeah, uh, Your exercise, your, all of our bodies are different. Some people have great knees, some people have terrible knees or bad ankles, some people like running, some people like lifting weights, some people like playing sports. Figure out the things that, one, that you enjoy, uh, but also the things that show perhaps some of the, um, the best results for you, and that's going to be different for all of us. Your stress levels, it's another part of uh, health and personalization that a lot of people don't think about. We all react differently to different triggers and you release stress in your own way. Personally, when I'm having a bad day and I'm getting really angry or upset about something, uh, I come home, first thing I do is change and go for a long run. I try and run as long as I can until I basically can't be angry anymore. That's a good way for me to relieve that stress. For some people, it might be, you know, doing some activity, some meditation, some yoga. Um, it might be having a conversation with someone. But your stress levels and your mental uh, health is incredibly important. You have to personalize that aspect, too, which, again, your mental state in general, uh, knowing the things that affect your mood and your dis disposition, as well as the things that actually help you to get out of like a negative attitude or a negative routine. Yeah. Uh, knowing all of those different aspects of yourself, and you have to really be honest with yourself, okay? 
uh, about what you want to eat, about what exercise you want to do, about the things that cause you stress, and about the things that make you kind of start feeling, uh, you know, depressed or negative. Um, and try to think about good ways to counteract all of that. Yeah. Um, so how do you get started? Well, the first thing I would say is you need to start thinking about your goals. What is it that you're, you want to do? I'll talk in a later podcast um, about one of the things that I think is kind of negative in the health world these days, which is a lot of people are doing things for looks rather than feel. For me, uh, a lot of the times I, I try to set my goals um, how I feel, but also just some minimum amount of distance running um, or knowing that I'm feeling better because I actually am eating a little bit healthier. It's not necessarily that I'm looking thinner, although that's always a nice byproduct, but that shouldn't be the ultimate goal. The main things with goals is just to be realistic. Yeah. Um, think about your timeline, yeah? um, short term and long term. Remember a lot of things about being healthy, you can tackle small amounts in the immediate future, but it's a kind of long-term lifetime fight. Uh, I'll get in that in just a little bit more in just a minute. What are your resources? Think about uh, the money that you have to spend. Is there a gym nearby or a gym that you like? Uh, what about your network? Are there people to exercise or run with? Are there people to help you relieve stress and talk to when you're having a difficult time? Think about all of the things that you have uh, access to. Uh, and think about your limitations, your demons, both physical and mental. Do you have any physical setbacks, foods that you can't eat, or injuries that keep you down uh, from doing a particular type of exercise? Um, anything like that. So think about goals, timeline, resources, and limitations, and start to craft exactly what it is that you want your healthy lifestyle to look like. How do you track your progress and measure results? Well, again, your goals are your own. Um, that's the thing about having a personalized health routine. Um, so decide what it is that you want to accomplish, how it is that you want to feel, how it is that you want to look, whatever it is, and set some realistic timetables for achieving those things. Um, don't be afraid to aim high. When I say realistic, uh, a lot of people you know, look at that word with relative negativity because they say, oh, I shouldn't aim for the stars. Absolutely not. If you want to run a marathon, then by golly, think about running a marathon. Uh, I've been thinking about it for a decade and I haven't done it yet. Um, but I am excited that uh, me and a few friends have signed up for Ragnar Relay in uh, the southern part of England um, next September. So we're really excited about that. But I've been thinking about a marathon for 10 years and still haven't done it. I haven't given up on the idea, uh, which I think is another main important aspect, which is just because you aim high and just because you fall short doesn't mean you need to stop aiming, right? S keep trying to accomplish whatever it is. The thing about your personalized routine is that every time you feel that yourself falling short in some way, just get back on the horse, redesign it, and keep going. It's not a fight that you're going to win overnight. You need to think about um, how you can tackle it on a daily or a weekly or a monthly basis. But when, when again, when you slip up for a week or two weeks or even a month, it's okay. Um, I think you need to just pull yourself together, develop your next routine, think about what your targets and your ideas were before, and get going the next day. Just try to be a little bit better. Um, and that leads me to the next question, which is, uh, do I need to be constantly updating my goals? Yeah, I think that's, again, 
one of the great aspects of personalizing your routine is that how do you, if you want to run a marathon, first off, you need to make sure you can run a 5K or a 10K or a half marathon. So have some smaller goals, bigger ideas, smaller goals. And maybe your goals change, right? There are times in my life, not even with health, but just with other aspects, where I had an idea about one thing, and then six months later or a year later, that was no longer on my radar. It was no longer something I wanted to do, so I took it off. The reason I say personalization is because it allows you to change, to have movable goals, movable deadlines, things that you want to accomplish, right? Uh, health is not something that you get to overnight. It's something that I struggle with actually quite constantly, which is leads me to the ninth question. How have you personalized your health? Well, one thing I will say is I just mentioned it before that I've really personalized my mental health. Uh, and I'll talk about mental health a little bit more in the next episode. Um, but when I'm stressed, I have, uh, if I have a feeling that the weight of the world is on my shoulders, that I just feel that anger or frustration that, that comes to all of us from time to time. I know how to get it out. I'm, again, I go for a run. Uh, sometimes I'll call certain people across the world and I'll have a little talking with a little talk with them. It just depends. I, I really know what my triggers are. And I think that's the key to mental health. Uh, again, I'll get into that a little bit more in the next uh, episode. But <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, I know what my triggers are and I know how to solve them. I know how to address them. And I think that's a really important aspect of personalized mental health. As for the diet and exercise, I know that I enjoy delicious food. Like there's things that I really love to eat and that I'm never going to stop eating. Um, so I'm willing to actually exercise a little bit more, uh, in order to eat a little bit more of what I enjoy, what I like. Yeah. I try to limit myself, you know, uh, usually about four or five really good, what I would call really delicious or um, not particularly healthy meals a week. Maybe someone would call it like cheating meals or something like that. But uh, <clears throat> those are something that I really want to be a part of my life. And I'm not really willing to give them up. Uh, and so I know that I have to do some other work in some other areas. Similarly, with my schedule, my schedule is pretty unique. I don't typically have a lot of time for lunch uh, or even breakfast in the morning. So I actually eat smaller portions scattered throughout the day. Um, it's because of my work schedule, just the nature of my work. Uh, but that's another thing that you have to think about with your own personalization is what is it that your schedule, your job, your family, all of those other things allow you to do? Um, I love running. It's also one of my, it's my main source of exercise. But actually, because I live in Moscow, every winter I join a gym. And when I join a gym, I usually create a little dumbbell routine or a routine with some free weights or something that I do as well. Um, but running is my primary form of exercise. So that's, again, something that's personal to me. I don't try and do things that I don't typically like doing. Um, and the last question, have you received the results that you hope for? Um, Short answer, yes and no. Uh, the point about health is that it's not a short-term battle or something that you solve once. I've said that a few times already today. Uh, being healthy, caring about your body, caring about your mind, it never stops. Um, I fail. I fail often. Um, but I get back up every single time. Every time I know that I have a mental lapse or that I give in and eat something I shouldn't have or forget to go to the gym or go for a run. 
I know that it's okay because tomorrow's another day. I can try and be better. Yeah. Um, it's one of the things that I love really about November, about this month. It reminds me that for any four week period, any 30 days, I know that I can do it when I really put my mind to it. That's what November has meant to me the last few years. Um, to really transfer into a full lifestyle, it takes work and effort and energy. And I know a lot of people who have done that. My brother's one. I've mentioned him on this podcast before. He's an incredibly healthy guy, and he he has built health and exercise into the things that he loves doing every day. He does it with his wife. He owns a, a gym. Uh, on the side, it's part of who he is. And I think that's great. That's not the way that health plays a role in my life. It's not as big as it is with him. But I think that's, again, one thing that makes me comfortable to talk about it, because I like to think I'm more like the average person. I'm not going to run a marathon every year. I'm not going to train twice a day uh, for nine months out of the year. I'm going, to go, I'm going to be someone who runs and tries to get in the shape often, but falls short more times than not. But I get back up and I, get, I develop my next routine and I keep the things going. Uh, basically, the almost life philosophy that I have um, because of just the things that I've been open to like teaching me in the past is that I try to be better tomorrow than I was today. Um, that's it. It's the simplest kind of message that I could possibly send to anyone. And it's the simplest and most important thing that I've learned in my life is that we're all going to mess up. We're all going to screw up. And that's okay. Uh, we have our weak moments, but you get back up and you keep going because tomorrow gives you the opportunity to be a little bit better. And if you keep that motto and that mantra uh, kind of echoing in your head throughout your life, then I think at the end, you'll leave this world a little bit better than you left it. And you'll feel pretty good about how you lived your life. And that's something that I think we all want. Um, so try to remember that moving forward. Well, that's it for now. Thanks again for listening. Please leave any comments and reviews. Don't forget to subscribe. Feel free to contact me directly uh, via the podcast or my social media, bill dash McMains on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, Thanks for everything, please, and uh, keep listening. And until next time, I'm the Texan Abroad.